Yeah, yeah I don't know. This is probably going to be the best one yet, you know? That's usually how it goes. Every week we just get better and better and better and better. Here! No, let me stop. <laughs> you know, we, we like Duracell Bunny because we keep going and going and going. Yeah, Every yeah. week, nonstop, you know, for consecutive weeks. Here! Yeah. On episode 42 of the Block to Block podcast, the best podcast in the world for all things Web3. Here we break down the technology, what's going on in the market, and ways in which you can benefit. I am NFT and Jai. And I am Web3 Wayne. And over here, the talk is different. Always different. Every week is different talk. We'll never bring y'all the same talk. The no. only thing that's going to be the same is this disclaimer, disclaimer because the talk is always so different. So if you, this is your first time watching, if you didn't know, this podcast is for informational purposes only. You know what that means? That means we are not liable. If you lose your cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, provolone, that's on you. You want to know why? Because we're telling you right now to consult a financial advisor or any other financial professional because they'll be able to give you the best advice, which we're not giving. We're giving you information on how you can multiply your money. So with that, let's get the podcast started. Let's get it started. Man, I am so excited because we yes. got so much going on, brother. Yeah, man. It's been it's been a, a, a crazy year thus far. It's it's been beautiful, man. It's when when you talk about success it is truly something that you know you relish in in terms of the journey like the destination is like neither here nor there right like the destination is going to be successful regardless because of the journey and I, i'm really man listen I've, I've been loving the journey i've been loving the journey it's been, it's been a fun one especially this year oh especially this year and you know that's an important thing as well right you know, whatever you're building something, whether it's the number one podcast on all of Web3, yeah. it's a platform in which creators can, you know, associate digital certificates to their physical items and really claim off this authenticity. Right, and work, you know, yeah. Timbuktu. Yeah. Or just whether you're just dealing with cats who like to barge into the show all the time, right? <laughs> as long as you enjoy the journey, the goal is going to be so much sweeter, right? You can't just be so focused on something as superficial as I want to get clout or I want to make money, right? You have to have that passion behind everything that you do. Yeah. And the money will find you. Probably the clout. You probably don't want the clout, but it probably will find you, to be honest. Not terrible. <laughs> right, right type of clout is not terrible. So, you know, but either way, we have some exciting things coming up in June. Mm. Uh, and of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't let you guys know. So, in a TNJ, let the people know what we got. What we got going on. Give them a little insight into our Timbuktu world. Shoot, man! So, like we say all the time, we want to bring you to Timbuktu, and we have the relink show on the road, that block to block show on the world, everything on on the road, right? So, we're doing a couple of things within the month of June. First off, on the 16th of June, so Friday of next week. We'll be traveling out to Cleveland to collaborate with the Deep Roots Gallery in order to have yes. a shop showcase. So this is a showcase in which we're working with a collective of really talented artists located in, in Cleveland who are just phenomenal in what they're doing. We have some artists who work has been 
in different documentaries or like major networks like Netflix, others who have their artwork displayed in like these international airports. So they're like very talented. And the value yes. in which we're bringing is doing that Timbuktu solution in which we're pairing those digital certificates with their physical artwork. So they're able to really build community. And in the future, if that new buyer decides to sell that artwork, they'll get that resale value for the creator. So it's like going to be a really dope initiative. You know, we're yes. excited. Shout out to everybody out in Cleveland. Shout out to Dave Ramsey and the whole team. Yeah, shout out Deep Roots. Deep Roots Gallery. You know, shout out Northeast Ohio, you know, for yes, those who know in State University and undergrad. So shout out to 216. Shout out to 216. 216, y'all. And with that, we're going to have the Eventbrite ticket in the description below. So if you or anybody that you know is going to be out in the area, check us out. It's going to be a dope one. Yeah, another great event. Definitely another great event. Um, and it's on the heels of a, a great event that we did out in Atlanta. So it's dope that we, you know, we, we roll running a little bit. Um, and it doesn't stop there, right? Because on June 29th, we'll be making our way down to my hometown, New Orleans. Shout out to the 504. We'll be doing an art showcase there as well. Uh, kind of a, a pre-essence situation. Uh, with the artist that, you know, is near and dear to the, the, the Relink Timbuktu team. Uh, we'll be doing a show with Patrick Henry. Yes, Mr. Out the Frame himself. Mm. We'll be putting on the Simply New Orleans art show uh, where really Patrick is just going to take you to the, the beautiful city of New Orleans through his artwork, really spotlighting the culture, the architecture, and just so many of the nuances that we love about the city of New Orleans. So again, we'll have the link to uh, to that event in the description. Definitely come check us out. Um, shout out to Ohm DC, um, who will actually be doing, uh, you know, partnering with to, to put on this this art show. Uh, shout out to Amir, the, the owner of that spot. He's going to be traveling down to support us in this endeavor. Um, and of course, it, you know, shout out to, to Patrick. Um, he was the artist that, you know, we did our first showcase out here in DC with. Um, and so excited to do something in New Orleans um, and keep this thing rolling. So a lot of exciting things happening in June. A lot a of exciting lot. things. A lot, you know. Yes, sir. That's why we say you got to watch every episode because you may miss out on the opportunities to get involved, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Come, come meet us. We know y'all been dying to meet in a TNJ over here, Mr. Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome himself. <laughs> you know it. You know what it is. If you don't come for me. Nah, y'all excited to meet Wesley Wayne because he got a beard that actually connects. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just throw a little goatee. That's just like a little fuzz. His whole, he got the whole situation lined up, so. We'll, we'll talk more about that uh, at the, the shows. If y'all come out, we'll give y'all an in-depth perspective uh, of, of the, the NFT and Jive Web3 Wayne field. But let's, let's, let's move on from that. Let's get into the show. I'm excited for this one as I am every week. There's just, you know, with, with this Web3 space, man, there's just a lot going on. Uh, we, we focused a lot over the last few weeks about the international uh, international scene, what's been going on in the different countries around the world. Uh, we want to bring it back to the States for a little bit to talk about the exciting, maybe a little bit scary, but 
definitely the, the the interesting things that are going on in the good old USA. And yes, we are talking about the U.S. House Republicans pushing for crypto oversight with bill to make SEC play ball with the industry. So this draft legislation from the leaders of the House Financial Services Commission and Agricultural Committee represents this year's most significant proposal for how the federal government may build guardrails around digital assets sector, right? So crypto exchanges would gain a path to registering with the SEC and be able to trade digital securities, commodities, and stable coins. Big, big deal here. Now, when it comes to determining what's a commodity and what's a security, the bill says any of the regulated crypto firms can make a case that assets are commodities, but they have to explain in detail how they work and prove they're truly decentralized by certifying nobody is steering the project or controls more than 20% of assets. Big deal there. And the SEC, right, can challenge that claim if they can produce detailed analysis demonstrating the asset belongs in its jurisdiction. So we're really going to see probably some a lot of jobs open up. We're going to see a lot of players who uh, were kind of kicked out of the crypto web free space, if you will, probably go over to the SEC because there'll be some jobs for people who understand this technology. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And another, some other key features of the proposal. So token projects that want to be classified as commodities would go through a certification process with the CFTC, which would include detailed disclosures about their operations. Uh, existing crypto assets would be free from enforcement action. So firms and investors have a safe harbor to keep trading. House Republicans are pushing for studies of DeFi and NFTs, which suggests they may be on the road of regulation later down that road. So a lot of key features around this bill. Uh, now, remember, this is just a proposal that does not have full support. So it's important to discuss and, you know, we want to make sure that we put it out there for you guys to know what is going on in the market right now, especially on the regulation side. And with that, that's our quick take for today. What are your thoughts on this bill? Uh, does it seem like something you think that's going to help the industry? Or is it something that, you know, may cause some some damage for, for us Web3 individuals, Web3 companies? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Once again, you always come in with the fire quick takes, you know, just really really a lot of action packed information packed up in one so in terms of like my thoughts around the bill you know i mentioned in the previous episode i believe it was episode 39 in which we spoke about the framework for like analyzing which region or country like some of the seven factors that you need in order to really assess like how impactful that ecosystem is going to be when it comes to web3 and the, one of those factors was the regulatory framework and, you know, one of the big downsides in the U.S. is we didn't really have, we don't really have a comprehensive framework. We don't really have a clear stance. There's a lot of back and forth from enforcement agencies, which we'll see it a bit later. And yeah. so with this bill, I think it's positive from the standpoint of it's really gaining some clarity, right? I mean, it's just a bill, so it's not in action, but it gets some kind of framework of, okay, these are the rules in which we should operate in as Web3 companies. Now, one thing, though, that does come to mind is 
you know, you have to like through the bill is talking about like, okay, if you are dealing with like token native assets or tokenized assets, like maybe your cryptocurrencies, NFTs, whatever, you have to essentially register and really prove whether or not it's a commodity versus a security. So for me, as someone who's like an entrepreneur, I'm just thinking about like, what does that process look like? You know, we know government's not necessarily the fastest, right? And there could be like a lot of bureaucracy involved. Like, is this something that's going to be like very costly? And if that's the case, then, okay, the bigger corporations are able to really deal with that, right? Because they have the funds. But what about the startup founder, right? What about that entrepreneur who wants to like get into the game? Like, are you saying you got to have like a lot of legal counsel already and just go through the whole registration process? So those are like some of the things that come to mind. But overall, it's a bit too early to really assess how detrimental or how impactful this may be for the industry as a whole. Yeah. Now, that means that that makes a lot of sense. Right. And starting from the first point, it at least gets the conversation started. And I think that's something that has been kind of missing, you know, I think for the politicians, it, it seems as though they were waiting for the dominoes to fall. Um, and then once the dominoes fell, then coming back and saying, okay, well, now that we know where all the weaknesses are, you know, we can now start this conversation. Um, but then the flip side of that is, you know, is this leading to overregulation, right? Which, right. which you make a great point that then stifles innovation and, and, you know, it really hurts the little guy, it hurts, it hurts the startup who can't really afford to pay, you know, $100,000 to, you know, a lawyer, you know, just to, to and that's probably on the, the low end, you know, for, for a couple of weeks to, to just do, you know, one thing, right? So <clears throat> it is really something that we we should see, you know, what this regulation looks like what this this law looks like, what this bill truly looks like. Um, I can definitely see there being uh, some things that come out of some some recent developments that we'll talk about in a second. Um, so, you know, I, I'd like to see uh, where things head. And I, I think, you know, this is a, a big reason why I was saying earlier that, you know, there's going to be some positions that open up because I think, you know, politicians know that they don't fully understand the industry. So they're going to try to bring in people that that do understand the industry uh, that, you know, may be a little bit lenient or they may be a little bit tougher. You know, saying we don't really know what does it actually look like in practice. But again, getting the conversation started is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, once again, always a huge takeaway, you know, visit our previous episode where we talk about. I believe it was episode 39. We talk about. um who's going to win this whole Web3 race when it comes to like the global competition. Because we talk yeah. about the seven factors. For me personally, I would really say that regulatory framework is probably the most impactful factor for assessing an ecosystem, right? Because it can really make or break everything when it comes to the industry. And yeah, so for the listeners or the viewers, like definitely pay attention. We'll be covering you know, the different bills and actual legislation that gets um, enacted, you know, as things develop, but definitely stay tuned. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, man. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna keep a pulse on it, and uh, we're gonna keep our ears to the ground and bring things to the people that uh, that's, that's going on. It, there's listen, there's 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 motion. There was just a hearing. Um, I believe it was yesterday morning. Um, you know, Polygon was in there. Some you know, internet think tank was in, was in there. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of great people were you know on Capitol Hill speaking about, you know, Web3, its implications, giving some, uh, you know, some some background there. You know, we, we see some politicians that are, you know, you kind of see it shaping out where you see some of the supporters. You're also seeing a lot of them just genuinely curious, right? Genuinely wanting to know, like, what is this thing? What does it mean? How does it impact here? What is, mm-hmm. how, can it, how can it be effective here and there? So um, we'll continue to keep our pulse on it. Definitely, definitely. Now, as we speak about the legal environment and regulations, we have to bring up this major development that happened this week because the United States SEC has started to crack down on the crypto industry and both Binance and Coinbase are in the line of fire. So on Monday, the SEC accused Binance, which is the world's largest crypto exchange, of offering 12 cryptocurrency coins and on their platform without registering them as securities. And then literally the next day on Tuesday, they went ahead and said Coinbase did the same thing by having 13 crypto assets that were not registered as securities in which they deemed should have been. And so, as we all know, when it comes to the SEC, Whenever you have like some kind of exchange, like a stock market, for example, like a security being like really an investment vehicle has to be essentially registered under them, has to be vetted. You know, there's a whole lot of legalities that come to play to because the SEC's role is to ensure that investors or like consumers like ourselves are like protected and we have full transparency upon the risk of any security. And so they're saying a lot of these token are actual securities and not commodities. And so we've been seeing that, you know, the leader of the SEC, Gary Gensler, you know, under his leadership, they've been just asserting the agency's jurisdiction over the industry. And they've just been arguing that most of the tokens meet the definition of of a security and should be subject to the same strict disclosure rules that we just talked about. And, you know, this was something that you even brought up, Web3 Wayne, on many episodes ago. I can't really recall it, but... That was just the stance of Gary Gensler. He said, I believe he said everything besides Bitcoin and maybe Ethereum, excuse me if I'm misquoting, is really a security. <laughs> and those two are like the only commodities, right? So, yeah. And even Ethereum was like iffy. He was kind of on the fence about it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And so, with this mindset, right, from the leadership's perspective, the SEC has brought more than 130 crypto lawsuits and settlements to date. And they've been just steadily increasing the tokens and classifying them as securities. And within these recent lawsuits for both Binance and Coinbase, they assert that both Solana, Cardano, and Polygon are in fact securities. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the major developments, right? Hence why, as you mentioned yesterday or a couple of days ago, you see people like Poly- the as CEO of Polygon and all these other big 
um, Web3 projects are at these congressional hearings. You know? Yeah. But yeah, of course, you know, cryptocurrency, crypto companies are refuting these claims and saying, you know, most of our tokens are not securities. In fact, we're more akin to commodities. And they've been calling for regulators to create clear rules rather than just going in and asserting their jurisdiction and doing enforcement actions, right? And so overall, we really see and what happens, right, when we don't have necessarily clear rules and agencies kind of take matters into their own hands, right? And so with this Web3, Wayne, we need to know, like, what does this action from the SEC signal from the crypto industry as a whole? Yeah, um, well... It doesn't spell anything good for the crypto industry, if we're being honest. Um, and it's not that good things won't come. It's just that they won't come right now, right? So things are going to get probably much worse before they get better. Um, and I think it, it's it's really to, to clear the air, right? And, and so I think for the crypto industry, it's... It's interesting because I, I, agree, I agree with both sides. It's a weird. It's a weird thing where where I'm kind of I'm kind of at with it, right? So um, it's interesting because essentially the 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 crypto is a security for an ecosystem, right? This 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 blockchain ecosystem is kind of what this uh, you know this 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 thing is propped up on, right? The, the prices, things like that. Um, on the other hand, right, it has that fungibility and, and can be traded amongst people within the, that ecosystem. So, you know, it does act like a commodity in a sense. So for me, it's interesting because it really is such an innovation that the, the, the current, the, the fact that the SEC is trying to apply the current security and commodities law to you know, this industry, I think it's really doing it a disservice because of, you know, the, the fact that we haven't seen anything of its kind. Mm. Um, I think I think there is some things about securities laws that that should be, um, you know, applied to the crypto industry and cryptocurrency specifically. And there's things on the commodity side uh, that should be applied to crypto um, as well. And I, I think it's, it's just doing a real big disservice that the, the SEC, that the government is not taking the approach of, hey, let's work with the people that understand the technology. We understand that we may have to roll them in a bit, right? That, of course, they're going to come in and, and want the, the best things for them. Um, but there needs to be somewhere in the middle uh, where the, the current industry, as it stands, you know, the, the consumers or people who are representing the consumers and the government can come together and find a good middle ground. Um, and I, I think that, you know, what this means right now as well is that within the U.S. it's just going to be really tough. Um, you know, I can see outside of the U.S. things shaking out a little bit, bit better. Um, and, it, and it may not be cut and dry like where that is, and I think that's the tough thing about it. But I do think that it's going to be huge in terms of accessibility, um, in, in terms of, you know, giving certain markets an out if, if they feel as though their country is, is heading to a more unstable route. You know, people being able to 
reserve and maintain their, their wealth through you know economic hardships within their, their countries. I think that's going to be huge for the global economy. Um, but I really see you know this technology being something that's going to going to you know be and, and probably remain more popular outside of the U.S. Um, and you know at some point we're going to see probably the the SEC overstep overreach see that cycle of innovation. And then we're going to see them start to, to reel it back a little bit once they realize that, hey, you know, we're, we're really stopping any and everything from uh, from growing. Right. You know, we're, we're really creating a, an environment that's not conducive for, you know, everything that the U, the USA is supposed to be. Uh, so that, that's my thoughts on it. That's that's the signals I see. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of unpack there. Right. So I I do agree from the standpoint of when you have these different Web3 projects, crypto projects in particular, we need to have some, there needs to be a lot of transparency to the consumers as to like what they're getting into, right? Like, is this token really a commodity in the sense of using it to just do exchanges or what have you? Or is this like a security in a sense of, hey, this is really an investment that you want to hold on to, right? There needs to be that distinction. So Going back to like the quick take about like the proposed bill, like that is a good step in the right direction. But yeah, the SEC is definitely doing a lot. Like 130 suits <laughs> as of to date, and to just be deeming every well, it seems like every new token, they're just saying like, "Hey, your security, your security, your security," and there's like no new updated laws that talks about these digital assets it's it's really doing a disservice to the industry as a whole right and a drawback that could occur as well is just hampering or impeding upon the us's ability to really be a thriving crypto blockchain web3 ecosystem right because right now 90% of all crypto trading takes place outside the U.S., right? And we've been seeing more and more exchanges saying that they want to just expand to international regions just because of what's happening in the U.S., right? Like when you see ecosystems like Dubai or UAE, I should say, who are, you know, really putting capital behind this and want to get involved and they're making their partnerships. I mean, you see a Hong Kong who says like, hey, crypto trading is allowed like we want you to, guys to come out here and like set up your up your crypto startups out here yeah. when you see all these or even like a european union who has come out and say hey these are all of the regulations it's comprehensive but this is our stance as to how you can operate within our space right there's a lot more there's no ambiguity right there right right now we have yeah. a lot of ambiguity and that's really doing a disservice to our ecosystem and yeah. We're, at, we're putting ourselves at risk to just having other regions, you know, take up our talent where these startups, because when you're running a business, like you're loyal to your business, right? And you're to your customer as well. And yeah. you got to put yourself in a position where your venture can win. So if that means relocating to a ecosystem that actually supports you and there's government right. initiatives that can back yeah. you as well, which is another one of the seven factors, government initiatives, then why not? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, 
Speaking of, you know, doing the best thing, I mean, one thing, though, is is the the market, if you will, is in the U.S., right? It's going to be one of the best markets you, could, you can kind of get into. And, you know, Binance and Coinbase, you know, Binance isn't, you know, necessarily based in, in the U.S., but they still have to answer to the U.S., right? So, it's, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting specifically to see, you know, how this affects those two companies, because, you know, these suits, they can be multi-year, they can be very costly, um, you know, if it extends out to, to smaller exchanges, those exchanges could, could then go bankrupt, right? This this is going to be something that um, is going to be similar to FTX, but in a different way. There, there's going to be dominoes that fall, um, not because of, you know, bad practices, but because, you know, it's just a, a time where government is cracking down and, and that comes with certain costs and certain sacrifices and, um, you know, just how the cookie crumbles. It's how the cookie crumbles, man. And it, it's interesting because while, yes, the whole ethos around this is we want to protect consumers because, you know, Web3 has very much been the wild, wild west. We're also seeing that assertion of governmental power, right? Where, because everybody was hooping and hollering saying that <laughs> we're like decentralized, just like no actions the government can really take. We can survive and create these vibrant ecosystems and economies without the government. And we're seeing like, okay, <laughs> keep on talking. We're, it's time to step in and make these companies crumble a bit, right? So. It's it's very it's a very interesting time. Like probably five to seven years from now, they're gonna be looking around this 2021 to 2023, possibly 2024 era in terms of like the industry and just like what all has happened. Because we've seen like everybody and their moms looking like they're just getting a huge bag and doing yeah. all these projects, so market yeah. crashes to now we're in a period of consolidation. These or these huge ventures are shutting down, government yeah. stepping in with the all these lawsuits, proposals on bills and legislation. Like, there's a lot going on right now. Crazy right now. Super crazy. However, if you just continue to watch the podcast, you know, we, that's why we're here. We want to, like, just make things a lot less scary and a lot more clear when it comes to breaking down these stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh man, that, that that was a great topic. You know, more to more to come there, definitely more to come there. I think it's time to get into our last topic for the day. What, what you think? What you think? Listen, the people are waiting. So we must deliver. And it's 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 interesting. We we've begun talking a little bit about you know, this, uh, we've talked about, of course, Web3, you know, that that's the, the you know, the, the meat and bones and potatoes and, and all that good stuff of our podcast. We've also gotten to, you know, some of these other parts. Um, you know, we mainly focus on crypto, NFT, but we have talked some about the metaverse. We have, you know, mentioned augmented reality. Um, and we have mentioned how all three may, you know, come together at some point in time, and you know, it seems like the, the timing is 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 near. The time is near. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, we are talking about the Apple Vision Pro headshot. And if you don't know, if you haven't heard, Apple has recently released its new Vision Pro mixed reality headshot now entering the world of immersive digital technology. So revolutionary spatial computer that seamlessly blends digital content with the physical world while allowing users to stay present and connected to others is the new thing that Apple is bringing to the market. The, the, the technology giant that has been known for the iPod, the iPhone, the iPad, the MacBook is now bringing a new device into, <clears throat> into the world of technology. And this device is controlled by the user's eyes, hands, and voice inputs, and has it where you uh, can interact with digital content in a way that it feels like it's physically present in your environment. Some other product features, uh, there are 23 million pixels across two displays, features the custom Apple silicon chip, and introduces Vision OS, a spatial operating system that offers a three-dimensional interface Users can play over 100 Apple Arcade games. It has the eyesight feature that allows you to see outside people. Uh, And they have a partnership with Disney to allow users to interact with Disney sports, shows, and movies in a newly immersive way. This is so, so, so exciting. Um, You know, there's some some products out there, but I, I think we've all been waiting for Apple to enter the ring and uh, bring us the, the beautiful uh, user experience that they usually bring. Um, and so I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with this new Apple Vision Pro headset. So with that, got to throw it out there. Got to throw the question out there. Got to throw the question out there. Is Apple going to be the key to making the metaverse mainstream? Is it is it not Meta? Is is it Apple that's actually going to be the company that brings the metaverse mainstream? What yeah. you think? If the if I had a crystal ball, or if I had to make a bet between Apple versus Meta, I'm going with Apple. Shout out to Zuckerberg and the gang, you know. Ooh, ooh. Uh, I don't know. Mama dude is not a bad man, so he said he put a bet on it. That's serious, right? I don't. I don't even no, bet. If I had to choose between the two, I'll probably go with Apple because the way that Apple launches product, like Apple, is like a great case study because they really built an ecosystem, a community, and really just a culture around their products, right? Like all the technology is interconnected for one, right? And yeah. Is at the point where you can have the IBS, right? They can just put out anything, like just some good old BS and people just buy it. And they don't put out BS, but they just have the people in the chill code in terms of just that brand loyalty. And the fact that all their tech is connected with their ecosystem as well plays a huge part into this because with the headset, I was watching the product review, you're able to you know, not only use it like regularly, like let's say, you know, it's connected with your old little Apple ecosystem, right? So if you want to go on a FaceTime, you can go on FaceTime and they're they're going to display a virtual kind of visual representation of you, which is like really cool looking, right? Mm. And that just goes back to 
just from like a strengths perspective, how Apple is really set up. And also like that eyesight feature, bro, where you're able to just see what's going on around you and people can see you as well. Because like with a lot of these VR headsets, right? Like with the Oculus, it's blocked off, right? Like you can't really see the outside world. But Apple, just one small little feature change, really, when you think about it, where you can literally see your eyes, like someone who's not, who's looking on the outside to you can like see your eyes through the headset and you can like look at them. Oh yeah. Hey, how you doing, bro? While still interacting with your, with your digital components. Right. Oh, that's insane. It's insane. And so just the way they wrote out that product from a usability standpoint, I think that's going to put them over the edge. Right now, the only issue is the price point, like thirty five hundred. Like that's a lot of bread. Like most people, mm-hmm. most people won't be able to to buy that. But mm-hmm. just like all other Apple products, right? They usually start off a really high price point, but then it comes down as more people start to adopt it and use it. The price doesn't even matter any, anymore to most folk. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I, I I have to I have to agree with you. Um, and I think a big piece of it is that Apple never rushes to put out a product, Mm-mm. which is something that I love. They they make sure that they get it right. They make sure that they really keep the the user in mind, and you know they they really get out there a great product that. You know, honestly, a lot of times that other other products just can't compete with. And, and even if they can, they've, like you said, they've integrated so much of their technologies, right, plural, that it, it makes you want to continue to build out your, your own technology ecosystem. If I could show you the amount of eye things that I have in here right now. You would think I'm, I'm, I'm I love Apple, and I, I'm, I really like. I'm not that much of a fanatic. Like I'm not that much of a fan, but it's just the the the, the ease of use. That their product is so easy to use, and um, it's so interconnected that you know, literally, it, it makes for uh, a great experience, and it, it really makes it tough to go with anything else, right? And I think the same is going to be true with the Apple Vision Pro headset. Like, it almost seems like every new technology that they, they put out makes you want to get another piece of technology that they have, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the Apple Watch makes you want to get the phone, makes you want to get the AirPods, you know? And, and I feel like this this headset Pro is going to make you want to get a get an iPhone, you know, and, and, and maybe, you know, a MacBook and, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just, there's so many components to it where, man, listen, Apple is about to create real life Power Rangers. I'm I'm here for it. I was just about to say I'm, that. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely. You got the ears, you got the watch, like. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's Mighty Morphin time. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I can't wait. I can't wait. I have like the little Ben 10 joint with the Omnitrex and go, <laughs> you turn into an alien. Listen, I can't, I can't wait to, to you know, play with the the young ones, you know, and 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 take it back to my my childhood in this whole new way. Like I'm, I'm truly excited. 
Um, the, the child in me is, is really just jumping for joy with this news. So I, I think, listen, man, it's, it's going to be something to, to definitely watch, something to, to definitely get ahead of. When we talk about, like, streaming and streamers and, like, there's just so much um, that, that this brings and, and so many ways that you can kind of bring people into your world and go into other people's world using this thing. Um, man, it, it's, it's hard to even imagine what the, the future is going to look like uh, with this kind of first step into the, the, the future and, and turning, you know, turning our, our, our life into a real life Xenon, mm. you know, situation, all the throwbacks, but. Bro, yeah. I'm going to say it might be a hot take. I'm not sure, but I'll say this. Apple is probably the key to mass web three adoption, right? Mm. Wasn't it how many episodes ago when we talked about Apple's partnership with Step In, right? So like, like two Apple. episodes ago. Thank yeah, you episode forty. Integration to help with like Apple Pay when it comes to like certain Web3 transactions, right? Yeah. If the Apple wallet gets to a point where you can have all your digital crypto assets right from your nfts to your cryptocurrency all within their wallet right yeah they've already started making steps towards that with their partnership with step in yeah now you have division pro which is essentially that whole immersive technology virtual reality augmented reality blah 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 that's like what facebook or meta was trying to accomplish with like bringing users to the metaverse yeah. right yeah we have that coming in so, because let's be real, just like the brand loyalty that they have, the way in which they launch products, the way in which they assume they work to make sure everything is very user friendly, and yeah. the that they're honestly like a gatekeeper when it comes to that mobile applications, right? Because one of the critiques is like when it comes to like NFT transactions or like really all transactions when it comes to a mobile app in the Apple App Store, they take 30% revenue off top, right? Yeah. So see a lot of Web3 companies with mobile applications within the Apple App Store because they have a very, you know, thorough application review process, right? So they're just- Something we've uh, experienced firsthand. Right, right. <laughs> but think about it. Like most of these Web3 companies, they can't be in a position where they really have, I mean, not to say none of them, but most, the majority of them don't really have a mobile app just because of the the standards within the Apple the App Store, right? Then you have them making their Apple wallet or getting to a point in which they could make web three transactions pretty easily and now we have this metaverse product right <laughs> don't be surprised i think i said this before don't be surprised when apple gets all the partnerships in place figure out what they need to do to bring mass adoption to web three and then they open up the floodgates for everybody else yeah nah for sure that, don't, that doesn't sound like a bad strategy to me uh, put a chokehold on the market you know Use this like very low stakes, like guinea pig, and step in. Once you got to figure out, open the floodgates. 
Shoot, charge 50%. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying do that. Please don't do that, Apple. Please, Please don't. By the grace of God, please don't do that. But, you know, like, you you have, um, shoot, they charge 50%. I'm reporting them through that, so shoot. For somebody, for somebody, somebody got to come and check Yo, them. Jerry, get on. Somebody, somebody, hold on. This I think this is a security. Hold on. This is a security. Hold up. I need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You look like a, a monopoly to me. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You get snitching, dropping all types of dimes. <laughs> man, listen. But man, what it is what it is. But yeah, man, shout out to Apple. Shout out to Tim Cook and the entire team over there. Everybody who's putting in work because game recognized game. I tell you that. <laughs> yes, sir. We people's going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Man, 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 man. Listen, I'm I'm excited for, for the things to come. Um, you know, another another great episode, great topics. It's just so many, so many interesting things going on in the world, in the industry. Um, you know, it's 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 always tough just picking three three topics and keeping this thing, you know, under an hour because there's so much to talk about. But definitely, definitely make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share out with your loved ones. Uh, they they need to to stay on top of what's going on in the market, and that's what we're we're doing, and, and we're we're hoping to continue to do, um, you know, here with the the block to block podcast. So you know, with that, entertain Jai. Any last words? Yeah, you know, we appreciate you all for sticking with us. You know, let's just run up these subscriptions, let's run up these views, and just stay on this Web three journey. You know, we've been learning a lot, and we hope you have as well. Ski. Can't agree more. Can't agree more. Peace. With that, we out. Web3 Wayne is out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to go home. Peace, y'all. <laughs>